Dude, it's good to be back. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. It's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. I left for uh, I left for the States back in June. So we didn't get to, to recap all the, the explosive excitement of the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. To sum it all up, even though the Suns lost in six games to the Bucks, congratulations, by the way. I know you're a Giannis fan. That was oh, yeah. still like... I enjoyed every minute of playoff basketball and it was overall just my favorite season to watch for a long time. And the Suns are pretty much my second favorite squad now behind the, the hard hat blue collar Pistons from the two thousands. And that sums up how I feel about it. Yeah. You've gone all in on the Suns. I see with uh, their core young lineup and uh, Deandre Ayton and all those guys like, you're very supportive Dude, I, of them. Remember last year, I called it. I said it's gonna. I was half right. I said it was gonna be the Suns and the Nets in the finals. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I was met with responses like, "Really, the Suns? They'll probably make the playoffs and get kicked out of the first round." It's like, nah. Like I kind of had doubts ab- about them, like when they were going up against the Lakers, getting bodied, like because they were too small ball. And ultimately, I think small ball is how they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, like we were talking about it in the DMs last summer, where it's like, if DeAndre Ayton was on the bench, like there was just too great of a height disparity between all the Suns players versus like the Milwaukee Bucks players, you know? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that was their demise. But nonetheless, I was right about the Suns. They were really freaking good this last year. And I think they're going to be just as good this year. We're going to run it back in the finals, man. I'm telling you. I think – so here's my prediction. And and just to put this in there before the, the season even starts, I'm all in on the Bucks again. Okay. I, I, di- I dig this, man. I'm all in on the Suns again, and you're all in on the Bucks again. Like, dude, that's awesome. I was a little bit hesitant with Brooklyn, you know, being in the East, but now with the whole Kyrie situation <laughs> – I do oh, not yeah. think they are going to make it to the finals without Kyrie. And um, and the, the Lakers, they just, I don't know, they didn't win a single preseason game. And um, they're not looking so hot. <laughs> so I, I don't know like how the West is going to turn out, to be honest. I think the, the Suns might very well make it back to the finals. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because, I mean, we're going to definitely uh... – I don't want to spend too much time talking about Kyrie and the Nets because I feel like everyone's talking about it. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's stupid, man. Like I, you already know, I don't like Kyrie, so I don't have much to say about him. I don't like Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think I don't, I don't like Kyrie. I just, I, I never have. I mean, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate the guy as much as I, I don't know, hate other people or things, but it's like, I, as a player, I, I told you this last year. He like the the Nets would be better off without him. They could they could trade him for Alex Caruso, and it's a good trade for the Nets. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know about Alex Caruso, but they definitely could have pulled the trigger <laughs> on on some trades. Like uh, 
don't know. People are talking ben about Simmons. like Ben Hold Simmons. Up. I mean, that that's another toxic person you're bringing into your organization. I don't know. But yeah. at least he'll play. <laughs> he won't shoot the the free throw or the layup when he has the chance, but at least he'll play defense and get your rebounds. Okay, so the like, okay, the Hawks, the Hawks last year, like they actually surprised me. Like, like I like Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, Hunter Herder, Gallinari. Like that squad is actually like was really really fun to watch. Like I think I enjoyed watching the Hawks almost as much as I enjoyed watching the Suns. Like Trey Young, Young is like pure talent, pure entertainer. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy to see them beat the 76ers. And I, in, in Giannis, it's nothing short of an honest to God miracle that he didn't break his leg in that game. Like, do you remember that? Oh, okay. Pause. Oh, you got yours already. All right. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, no idea. Grapefruit alcohol. <laughs> Grapefruit alcohol. Oh, Sounds you can see awesome. It. Oh, I'm drinking. Okay, uh, yeah, the the, fil- the filter's filtering it out. It looks. Is that a chew high? It's it's something like that. Or is it a grapefruit Chewy. IPA? Uh, chew chew high. Yeah, I think it's a chew high. Chew chew ball maybe. I don't know. Oh Either yeah, way. I drink. Oh, dude, I drank so many chew highs my first year here. Cheers, brother. Cheers. This is tequila, by the way. Oh, I know. What else would you be drinking? Exactly. Is that the is that the good one that we, me and Akira had? Okay, same brand, uh, different type of tequila. Like you be like Terra, like it's still Terramana. We had the Terramana Blanco. This is the the whatever the fuck the other one's called, Resposado or some shit. The other one was like white. I don't know. It's it, so it seems very like white. Yeah, that one was white tequila. This one's like gold tequila. It's it's actually a it's actually like a couple bucks more expensive than the white bottle, but it's overall the one I like better. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh I'll I'll definitely have a bottle the next time you guys come over. Sweet. Yeah. No, that tequila uh, was really good. The one you, you shared with us. Dude, I'm so glad you enjoyed it because I, I, this is like, I've, I've bought so many bottles of this stuff. Like it's, uh, I've never had a tequila where I just will enjoy it enough to just drink it straight. Like, you know, I like to mix yeah. it, and have a margarita, this stuff. Like if you mix this with a margarita, you're just wasting good tequila. Yeah, no, that, I think what made it really good was, uh, the chilled glass. Um, that was really <laughs> nice. I got you, brother. I felt like fancy, like drinking tequila like that, dude. I yeah, let's we gotta do that again. Um, that'll probably be when's the next it tournament? Was, it was gonna be the twenty third of this month, but unfortunately, a lot of the Yakota guys are gonna be out like on field exercises, so they won't be around like that weekend at all. They'll be uh, out. Okay. Like, they'll be out doing God knows what. You know what I'm saying? Doing training exercises. Right, right. So the, yeah, so we're going to hold off on that until November. Okay. But yeah, I'll definitely have a chilled glass of it for you if you Sweet. can make it. I hope you can make it. I mean, I, I can probably 
make it, but I probably can't stay over or something like that. Okay, no worries. I'll still I'll still have a bottle of uh, tequila. Hell yeah. We'll do sh- we'll do shots in the parking lot after we're. Uh... <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Um, yeah. So. But, okay. Uh, so the season hasn't started officially. Um, when's the season okay. actually start? Uh, let me let me look it up. NBA season start. I think it starts next week. I think tip-off um, is like the twenty first. The twenty first, right? The twenty first. What? Twenty twenty one. NBA season start date. Twenty twenty two. Hmm. Yeah, this is still preseason. Tomorrow's still preseason. Oh, here we go. Key dates. E- October 19th. So, oh, yeah, that's that's next week. I, th- I think the Suns play their first regular season game against the Nuggets on the 21st. That's why I thought the 21st. Against the Nuggets? That's a mm-hmm. good game. I think they're very evenly matched. That's my opinion of the Suns and the Nuggets. I, I actually, uh, I really like the Nuggets. I like I Nikola. Think... I like Nikola Jokic. I like their coach. I like. Uh, I like uh, Michael Porter Jr. I like. Uh, I like Jamal Murray. I like their squad, man. They're they're a good team. I, I think they would have probably made the finals if Jamal Murray doesn't go down. Um, I just think they're they're that good. Like that roster. Like, I mean, you have Jokic running the point center. Uh, Jamal Murray's like it's kind, yeah. Basically, almost on Devin Booker's level. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is like he's young and he's got room to grow. Like he's he's cool, man. I like I. He's like your perfect three and D guy, uh, and he can also get to the hoop. Um, and then they added uh, what's his face, Aaron Gordon, who's just another big body. So yeah, you know what? If the Nuggets end up in the finals this year instead of the Suns, I won't even be mad about that because I thoroughly like the the Nuggets squad. Not as much as the Sun squad, but I still like them. I can dig it. That would be a really cool Western Conference finals between like those kind of young and I don't know, like Southwest type teams, Nuggets and Suns. Nuggets and Suns in the finals. Hey, I, I I would dig it. The Suns would probably wanna want revenge and go, yo, you swept us last year when we were down a player. We're running it back now, and it'll be interesting to watch, you know. Wait, what? The who got swept? The Nuggets got swept last year. They got swept by oh, that's right. They got swept by the Suns. I totally forgot. I totally forgot that series even happened. It happened so fast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got to say, as a Suns fan, that ejection of Nikola Jokic was completely uncalled for. It's like, okay, a flagrant, sure, but an ejection, come on. It's a playoff game, and he's the MVP. How yeah, are you going to do something really like yeah, that? Yeah, that, that was kind of BS. I, I don't like suspensions or ejections in, like, key playoff games. I think that's ridiculous. 
unless it's like absolutely necessary, like Lamar Odom throwing an elbow into Dirk Nowitzki's chest. It's like, dude, get out, you know? Did he do but, that? I forget. I, I feel I, like feel like I watched that game when it happened. Was that just like the the Lakers? It was, it was a total like it was um, a, it was a sore loser type of flagrant foul. I'm seeing it. I, I just remember that. I, I remember that series. That was just like everyone was just just pissed off. Like uh, what's his face? Um, Andrew Bynum like pushed uh, JJ Barea like on a layup. And like he got ejected, and he like took his shirt off. It just seemed like everyone was just oh, pissed off. Oh, yeah, Salty. man. Uh, uh, to put it one way, hoes were mad, dude. Hoes were like so they were mad. mad. I wasn't even mad. Like I, I'll be honest, dude. That that series, like the Maps Lakers, every game was really close. The Lakers were always winning, like lead, going into the fourth, and then they would just blow it in the fourth. Um, oh, Here, I'm put. I'm I'm putting the link to the. To the video. Is this Lamar Odom? Yes, it's the flagrant two on Dirk. I got like um... it's been so long. I have no yeah, idea. This is an old ass video, 2011. Yeah. Um, I have oh, no idea. Okay, about... yo. Dude, they're about to sweep the Lakers. That makes me happy. It's been so long, like I have no idea what I'm about to watch. Your defense is now broken down and adding Okay, there you go. You did it. I want to see the the slow mo, man. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a a shove. I don't know if it was an elbow. Watch watch it in slow mo. I, I, I seriously oh, yeah. think I I'm a hundred percent sure I remember like an elbow being thrown into his chest. I mean, that, that, I feel like that's like a Ron Artest thing, but <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I know you don't like Ron Artest, but the funniest shit is when he like elbowed James Harden in the face, like for no fucking reason. <laughs> Do you remember that? Um. Hold on, I'll pull it up. But it, it's like fucking hilarious. I mean, it, it 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 just shows how crazy and just I don't know. He, he's just mental. Uh, yeah, on James Harden. I, I have to admit, after seeing Untold, I don't hate him quite as much as I used to, but he was still a dirty player. Yeah, he's a great defensive player. Like the type of dirty, dirty player. player. The type of dirt. Yeah, but you know the type of. Not the type of dirty player like, like you know, Chris Paul or John Stockton, where they're gonna pull your jersey and do something like that's illegal to like get a steal or flop. Yo, yo, skip, skip to uh, skip to like, the skip to the fifty-eight type, second mark in the video I sent you. Fifty-eight seconds. Yeah, you'll see it. Yeah, Ron Artest is the type of dirty player who would injure people. Uh he's crazy. What and he, he is imbecile, actually dude. <laughs> like you watching this? Yeah, of course I am. He's just like I, I he's he's in his own world right now, man. Like he's like he, he he's in his own world. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like no one else exists right now. He's what just the heck? no one else exists, no one else matters, man. Like that's that's his mindset. He's just like what yeah. What an imbecile, man. Uh, 
Okay, okay, sorry. We were, you got a little bit sidetracked. Um, it's, oh, it's all good. <laughs> that, was, but, that, that was funny. But yeah, so. that the Lakers... Uh, okay, yeah, the West is looking pretty open. I mean, all right, so the Lakers with their super team are probably still the favorites uh, just because they have like LeBron and AD and Westbrook and shit. But um, I think they're still susceptible to injuries. And I don't know, I've been telling you this, like I think they're going to get cooked on the wing by all like the talented guards in the league, like Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. Cause frankly, uh, Westbrook's defense is trash. Like he, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the clips that are circulating around Twitter like today after yesterday's game, but it's hilarious. There's like one play where like Westbrook just has like, he, he just has like input delay. Like he just has like four second input delay. Like, and his defender has, has vacated the premises. Like they're gone and they've been gone for like a while. And Westbrook's just like standing there, like not aware that his defender left. Uh, <laughs> let, let where did he go? I, let me see if I can find this clip, dude. It, it's hilarious. Westbrook. Man, I, 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 I've seen clips of Westbrook. Like, I think I've seen one where, like, he's, like, kind of yelling at James Harden before the play starts. And I'm assuming he's saying, like, you play no defense. And then, like, right after that happens, like, they score. The other team scores and wins. And it's like, bro, you don't play defense either. Shut up. <laughs> Metal so, World. Oh, uh, oh, wait, hold on. That wasn't. It's, oh, wait. Okay, never mind. I just clicked on the, the, the run our test video again. Oh uh, no, I don't know. I don't know, but they, they probably didn't post it on YouTube. But it's it's on Twitter. Um, damn, I want to I want to find it. I know what's his face. Legend of Winning posted it. Legend of Winning. But oh, don't yeah, worry. I, we have an entire podcast. We have an entire episode about why Westbrook sucks. <laughs> I I wouldn't say. All right, it's just I I think he's not. He okay. So you know how LeBron is a floor raiser. Mm-hmm. Um, Westbrook is also kind of a floor raiser, but you got like a bit of a redundancy in here where uh, you, you kind of don't need two floor raisers and the floor raiser doesn't raise the level of the other floor raiser. <laughs> uh, okay, is this it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay here it is. I'll send you this. Send, are you sending me the link right now of him? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me send it to you. Send me a copy link. I mean, I- I've been watching some of these preseason uh, highlights and lowlights. So some of them, like I've seen Westbrook make some good plays, some good assists. And then other times I look and I'm just like, dude, how are you in the NBA? Like sometimes his, his maneuvers are just so brain dead. Like he'll yeah. shoot. And it'll just hit the top of the backboard yeah. or he'll, or he'll like pass. And it'll just be like, dude, who are you passing to? Like, like the classic Westbrook, is he'll get the rebound he'll get the the defensive rebound and then he'll he'll rush down the court in like a fast break and then shoot like a jumper like a like a pull up from the foul line and he'll just like brick it <laughs> that that's like the classic westbrook Every, everyone says you're fast with the ball how about you drive to the to the to the hoop man how about you drive to the hole i don't know let me watch this video look at westbrook in slow mo what the hell? Laughing emoji. Hashtag Lakers. This should be good. Dude, is he daydreaming? You, you, like, what is he? Like, what is he looking at? <laughs> dude, 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 he's daydreaming, man. 
He's like, he, oh, shit, did I leave the oven on? Oh, shit, like, I'm playing basketball. He's like, man, should I uh, should I go, like, double-team Kavon Looney? Like, <laughs> like, and then he overcommits on that uh, uh, block attempt. And he's uh, His assignment's just like, here, let me just scoot a few feet over and take this uncontested jump shot at the top of the key. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like, it's moments like these where I'm just like, Westbrook. Like, it's either it's either zero or 60 with this guy. It's like, sometimes I'm just like, how are you in the NBA? Well, I think he's, you know, he's really athletic and he's fast. And it's just his decision making. It's like, if he just had really good decision making, uh, if he had really good decision making and basketball IQ, he probably wouldn't take those dumb jumpers. Uh, or mm-hmm. what did I say? Yeah, dumb okay. jumpers. And he would okay, so- so he's like a he's like a better J.R. Smith then. Uh, I mean, yeah, J.R. Smith. Uh, he's not as athletic. He's not as fast. Uh, yeah. So he's a yeah. So Westbrook's just a better J.R. Smith. Like he's a good player. He just kind of has a judgment problem. Well, he's just dude. J.R. Smith has a judgment problem, man. Yeah, he he does, but J.R. Smith's just not that great. I mean, he's good, <laughs> but he's not like on Westbrook's level of talent, I'd say. Yes. Yes. I, I agree with that. What like Westbrook's, <laughs> Westbrook's with an all-star level J.R. Smith. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm picking up from this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the Lakers not, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't see them being that great defensively like the team that they were a year ago. Um, they lost guys like Caruso who was really underrated. Like, uh, I know people like joke about him, like the white Mamba and shit, but if you actually watch the games, he's really good. He's a really good on ball defender and he's really like, like a pestering badgering kind of off ball defender that can just kind of like swipe and shit. And he, he had a pretty good basketball IQ. He's just, uh, not that great, like offensively. Um, and, uh, they lost Contavious Codwell Pope, who is just young, legs like good three and d player uh they replaced him with uh trevor ariza who's old and i don't know we'll, we'll see uh if he can if he can keep up with the young legs in the nba um and then besides that uh i mean they they have a uh, malik monk who's pretty good um and kendrick nunn i think those are like the, the key young guys but i don't know how much uh, minutes they're gonna get uh, compared to guys like Carmelo so I don't know we'll see I think the Lakers are, are like everyone says they're pretty old and I think they're gonna struggle defensively and pro- probably the same problem they had like last year with the Suns when the Suns went with um what's his face uh Cameron Payne uh instead of Chris Paul like they were just running the Lakers off the floor because Chris Paul he kind of plays it slow he plays his like half court offense and the Lakers, you know, they're slow. They're big. They're slow. So they can set their defense. Um, so it it, it, it it was kind of better for them. I think they liked that better. But with uh, Cameron Payne just pushing the ball and running down the court, I think the, it, it gave the Lakers some trouble. Uh, so I think they're going to struggle against teams that push the pace this year. Yeah, I th- yeah uh, Cameron Payne really uh, – honestly, every like I think every son – 
well, not every Sun, but most of those Suns players, like they all throughout their playoff run contributed in some way that made the team better. It wasn't just one person to give all the credit to. I mean, of course, you've got Devin Booker who had like a few 30 or 40 point games, like in the, in the opener against the, the Clippers, he had like, I think 40 points and then like 10 rebounds, 10 assists, like a 40 point triple double, like Booker was like, no, no doubt the best player on the team yet. And still everyone was contributing Deandre Ayton. You had guys off the bench, like campaign and cam Johnson. Mm. And, Dar- and Dario Sark until he I forgot about hurt. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson was great. I think the, like, the, what's his Cam face Johnson. up? Um, Cam Johnson rose to the occasion. You're right. Coach didn't use Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's like, he's kind of like a Michael Porter Jr. type of player. He's he's like tall, long, can shoot the three, can get his exactly. own basket. I feel exactly. like he was a little, they didn't utilize him that well. And instead they just kept running with Booker and Chris Paul. Um and I think that kind of enabled the Bucks to kind of lock them up on defense, especially Booker. Like it was always like, okay, Booker's going to go Kobe and, you know, he's going to try to shoot the contested jumper. So, you know, just be ready for that. And it led to the strip by Drew Holiday. Um, you so. know what? That I was, I was pretty salty about that, but at the end of the day, I got to give credit to Drew Holiday for, like I told you this, my my younger brother, who's the Maps fan for life, like his favorite player in the league right now is Luca. Second favorite is Drew Holiday. And he said Drew Hall like before the season even started, he was like, Bucks are gonna win because Drew Holiday is the best defensive player in the league. And then the best. like okay. the best, like that's what he said. He's he said he's the best defensive player in the league. And you know what? His on-ball defense in that series was S-tier. And not just because of the steal to the alley-oop, but because statistically, when he was guarding Chris Paul and Devin Booker, like their their statistic, like their uh, their percentages for shooting field goals were very far below like their regular season and postseason averages. Like he was containing them. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he he was good at just making them uncomfortable and just like he was picking them up full court and just doing a lot of like ball denial and just making things just uncomfortable. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty much good defense. Like a lot of the times, like, you know, people, they want to point to like flashy blocks and and stuff like that. But a lot, a lot of good on ball defense is just, just yeah. The stuff they don't track in the, in the, in the stats. And that's, and I gotta say mad respect to the Milwaukee bucks, drew holiday, Giannis, Brooke, uh, Portis, Kavanaugh. I, I know his name's not Kavanaugh, but he's the white guy that comes off the oh, bench. Oh, uh, Connington? Pat <laughs> Connington. Yeah, uh, Middleton. And most of all, I, I gotta say, like, after that series, I really like Drew Holiday a lot more. Like, like he's like he's he's hella good. He's hella cool. And the Bucks, I, I, I don't like this guy, or I didn't like this guy, you know, based on his reputation and, like, what I've seen from him. But they have this guy now, uh, Grayson Allen, who's uh, I think he's from Duke, and he's like kind of like a dirty, dirty player. Um, but <laughs> they, I, ba- I think they basically got themselves a, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like Draymond type level, but you know, kind of like a like an Artest 
kind of Draymond, like someone who can kind of rile the other team up or not rile, but like kind of piss them off and get them off their game. You know, I actually know who you're talking about and it's because some people are concerned that he might be a liability for the Bucks if he's like, if he decides to do stupid shit on the court. Well, he's not as, okay. Like Draymond is like a pivotal part of that Warriors squad. Grayson Allen wouldn't be a pivotal part of this Bucks squad, but he could cost them like maybe a couple of technical technicals and and free throws maybe. Um, but he could be pretty valuable in like getting the other team's play, star players off their game uh, just through his like annoying antics. <laughs> exactly. I guess we'll see. I, I think it's kind of interesting to bring him in. Um, and, you know, there's Giannis. I think maybe hopefully Giannis can kind of reel him in and bring, bring him into the, the culture and everything. I think that they've got, like, a pretty nice culture up there in Milwaukee. So, the deer know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm excited for you to see this team, too. But the reason I didn't bring up P.J. Tucker quite yet is because P.J. Tucker plays for a new team now. Ah, yeah. He's playing for the... Miami Heat. And I think, hot take, but I think the Miami, Miami Heat, Miami, like, I, like the thing is, we'll talk about Brooklyn in just a second. Because when, when ESPN released their, like, probability stats for who's going to go to the finals, the top two were the Lakers and the Nets. But I'm telling you right now, the Miami Heat are going to be the team to beat in the East this year. Because they pretty much got all the same players they had from last year coming back. You know, you've got Bam Adebayo. You've got Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. But now you've got P.J. Tucker and Kyle Lowry on your squad. That's true. I am. I, I, I know Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker are a little bit old. But you know what? You got, you got a few. You got, you got a couple of chiseled veterans. You got a couple of guys that are kind of like in their prime or towards the end of their prime. And then you've got some young players like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I think – like I'm not a Heat fan, but I really do think the Heat are going to be the team to beat in the East. Well, they they are undefeated in the preseason. So yes. you might be right. And you did make the, the prediction for the Suns last season, so – you know, sometimes I, you know, sometimes I nail it. Sometimes I don't. Like yeah, I was wrong yeah. about the Nets getting to the finals, but the thing is, if Kevin Durant's foot wasn't on the line when he shot that three pointer, then yeah, they would have been. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, the the Heat, they look like a like a like a solid squad. Um, the yeah, East, and, man, the East and, is and, like pretty loaded. I gotta yeah. say. One more thing I'll say about the heat, the heat. Eric Espinoza is like a good coach and he's so good that I feel like the heat could make it, you know? Wait, what? I said, I, I, I was going some. I, I, Eric Spolstra? Eric Espinoza. Eric Spolstra. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> I know what I, I know. What I know. Like, okay. Their, their coach is wicked good. And you definitely confirmed that when you sent me that, uh, I think it was a tweet or a meme where it was basically like between two coaches 
Eric Espinoza, I said his name wrong again, and Pat Riley, like they've had like one of the most efficient defenses in 20 years. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've always been a they, they they just know how to play defense. Yeah, like I, and I really love the fact that the Miami like the like this dude on the Heat is pretty much like what Popovich has been on the Spurs and what Carlisle was for the, for a while on the Mavericks where it's like like you you bring in one coach and you just let them build their program and build rapport with the players. Like I dig that where it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you had a losing season this year. Boom. Goodbye. Or, Oh, you got reverse three stocked in the, in the semifinals. Boom out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, a, I'm not personally, I'm not a fan of like when they fire coaches, like, like remember when they fired OKC's coach, just cause they had like one bad season where they didn't make the playoffs. Um, oh, um, Scott, all, Scott uh, Brooks, yeah. Scott, Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks. There you go. And it's like when you do that to your to your team, just because you know you have one bad season, it kind of leaves a lot of people. Like, I mean, maybe there are certain circumstances where the team culture has gotten toxic and the coach is to blame. But it's like in in a lot of situations, it's like, dude, let the coach build their program and then work through those hard times. And I feel like the heat have done that with this coach, you know, it's like they didn't just fire him because, Oh, you got swept in the first round of the playoffs. You got to go. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you, you've done a lot of good work for this team. We've been to the finals tw- a few times. We've won a couple times. You can stay. Yeah. I think the, the thing about the heat is I don't think they have that much expectations. And so Eric Spolstra has, I mean, he, he's, he's a great coach, but it's different than the OKC situation, I want to say, because they had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, you mm-hmm. know, for, for a little bit while they had James Harden, uh, Serge Ibaka. So I think, and then they made it to the finals. And so everyone was expecting them to win at least one championship because they made it there and they just, they just seemed kind of loaded with talent or up and coming talent. And year after year, I mean, Partly it was due to injuries like um, Westbrook yeah, went down that one year because of uh, the dirty play by uh, Patch. What, dude, dude, if there's, a person, if there's a person I hate in this league, it's Patrick Beverly. Well, you, you, you should be laughing right now because he got um, he got shafted by the Clippers. They traded Wait. him to to the Grizzlies and then the Grizzlies traded him to Minnesota. And this is oh, after um, Minnesota is where uh, careers go to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> it's funny because he was uh, when the Clippers got Kawhi Leonard, he was like telling Steph Curry or something like, oh, you own the league for the last five years. The next five are mine. And he, he was just like just up all on his high horse. And, he, you know, I think he thought that they were just the best team ever and shit. And <laughs> he got you traded, dude. You know what? I th- how do you think? I, I I just want to ask this real quick. What do you think would have happened if the Clippers, with Kawhi Leonard, would have beaten the Suns and then played the Bucks in the finals? Like, how do you think that series would have gone? Well, Kawhi was definitely not coming back because uh, he... in, in, in an alternate universe where Kawhi never got hurt. Oh, where he never got hurt. In an, well, in an alternate... that's that's tough because Kawhi did. I don't want to say lockdown, but he, he did a really good defensive job on, on Giannis. 
a couple years ago. Um, mm. it, it would depend on the rest of the rosters. I, I, I think it would have been more competitive. I think Giannis wouldn't have been able to do what, what he does, what he did in, uh, to the Suns. At least, like, I think from, uh, from like, a half-court uh, half standpoint, like, he'll bring the ball up. And then at that point, Kawhi would be on him, and he probably wouldn't be able to, to do half the things that he was able to do with the Suns when, like, who, who was guarding him? Um, like, uh, Crowder or something like that? Like, Giannis right. could pretty much, he could pretty yeah. much, like, he could take the ball up to the three-point line. He, he was pretty comfortable. He can kind of do whatever he wants. He can drive it, kick it out. Um, and then, you know, when he drives it, I think everyone's, everyone was depending on, uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton to kind of stop him, but he couldn't. So it was like pretty much no one could stop Giannis in in that matchup. Um, but Dude, with strong, but with uh, Kawhi, I think Kawhi would have been able to harass Giannis a bit more, and I think that might have put him off his game. And uh, then the Clippers, and then the Clippers win their first title. Maybe, maybe. It would, I mean, you still have Middleton, but Middleton was also really good. Uh, but I don't know, Paul George's a pretty good defender. Yeah, it's a it's a better matchup. The Clippers are bigger and longer. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, like, we were very fortunate that we didn't have to play against Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi was – he, like, flew under the radar. People forget how well he was playing before the injury. He was averaging, like, 36-6 and six or some shit. Like just really like, on on like sixty percent shooting. Yeah, for for a guy that doesn't like you know make a lot of headlines, at least in terms of like say, compared to other people like LeBron and Steph, like Kawhi is actually really good. Like not just on offense but defense too. Like I'm mm-hmm. like I don't I don't think he's playing this season at all, and I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna miss him. Yeah, he might come back for the playoffs, but I don't think they'll have the continuity and. You know, Kawhi and his camp are really um, – they, they, they're pretty conservative when it comes to injuries. Like, they're pretty skittish. I think they probably won't come back early for any reason. Uh, so, I, I don't think – I don't think this, the Clippers are going to make any noise this year in the, play, in the playoffs. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Patrick – I'm looking at Patrick Beverly right now. Patrick Beverly. But you know who will make noise in the playoffs or who I think is going to make noise? I think the Warriors are back. You think the Warriors are back now? Well, I mean, I, they are. They are Okay, so so far they are, are undefeated in this, uh, I call it friendlies. The friendlies. They're undefeated in the friendlies. But I think all their young guys have stepped up. Uh, not, what's his face? Not the target, not, not their center, not Wiseman, but um, Poole, <laughs> Jordan Poole and uh lee and i don't know they just seem to have more like uh more flow to their offense and they brought back iguodala that's that's some nice veteran presence the iguanodon good deal uh yeah so they've they've got their core back and uh clay thompson he's still out but he should be back like after christmas they said or something or around the all-star game so Okay, yeah. I, I have a I have a serious question. The answer is probably no, but are Otto Porter Jr. and Michael Porter Jr. at all related? I don't think so. They look nothing alike. 
people well, say that people, oh, there's like some rumor that Otto Porter Jr. is like the bastard son of like uh, Will Chamberlain or some shit because <laughs> they look like, they look exactly the same or, or whatever. If you Google that, it's like there's like a bunch of articles about it. Or oh, that's so dude, that's so funny because I'm looking at this picture and it's like, yeah, I I can see it. It's like one of Wilt's many like love childs, love children. <laughs> damn that's that's funny as fuck like he actually does look like him yeah Otto porter jr he's i think he's a good addition um i mean before i mean he's been he's a journeyman now but he, he was like a solid player on the wizards um you know averaging double digit digit points shoots pretty well from three. Oh wow he shoots really well from three he shoots like 40 percent. yeah and, and, and not that he- not that he's going to make a difference. I do find it interesting that the, the Warriors have Gary Payton's son on their team. I saw that on the, the box score, and I'm like, wait, Gary Payton the second? Is that, a, is that Gary Payton's son? Isn't it, though? He looks like nothing like Gary Payton. Let me see. Is it his son? Yeah, he looks less like Gary Payton. Like, that, like honestly... Otto Poirier Jr. looks more like Wilt Chamberlain than he does like his own dad. Oh, yeah, it is his son. What? Yeah. Oh, they got yeah. the same like kind of smirk. They got that. <laughs> that yeah. Damn, okay. All right. All right, so in the West, you're banking on the Warriors coming back. I am. Okay, okay. It's, 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 it's possible, definitely. I like, like Steph Curry, too. I... He's like one of my favorite players. So I want to I want to see him and his team do well. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've seen the Warriors in the play- Oh dude, since 2019. That's how long it's been since we've seen Warriors in the playoffs. Yeah, they've missed the last two playoffs. Uh I mean they made the play-in tournament that doesn't really count, but they yeah, made the, play- the sad part is they made the play-in tournament and they got kicked out. Like they lost. Yeah, they lost the rookie or no is he a rookie? You know, no, he's a sophomore. Sophomore, uh, John Moran. You know, they played against the Lakers first. The Lakers. They played against the Lakers first. Oh yeah, the Lakers got lucky as fuck. With I mean, LeBron hit that shot, but yo, they got lucky. The Warriors were winning that game, and then the Lakers just took it. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, that's- Draymond, he fucked it up like always. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond. Damn, if like. We will if, talk about Draymond again in a second, I promise. But if Wiggins was like, I mean, Wiggins is, he's a pretty nice player, bro. He's like, he gives you 18 points. I mean, if he was just like better, if he was just like Wiggins, like what people expected him to be, this Warriors team would be stacked, but he's, he's kind of average. Hopefully he has a good season this year. I mean, they're going to need him to have a good season because. Yeah. If, like, if, I mean, that's like, like a pretty nice squad, dude. If you got like Steph, Wiggins, Draymond, Clay, uh, yeah. the, I mean, Otto Porter too. Like that, those are, that's a nice yeah. team. It's like, yeah. So if Andrew Wiggins can rise to the occasion, boom, you got a contender in the out West. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So. In no particular order, in terms of seeding, it's like for the playoffs this year, I've got 
I've got the I've got the Suns. I've got the the Warriors. I've got the Nuggets. I've got the Lakers. No, no, no. Do do seeding. Uh, I, number I one seed. Number one seed. Who's the number one seed? Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. Okay, they're they're you know they they're the defending Western Conference champs. So that you got to give it up to them. All right, who's number mm. two? Los Angeles Lakers. All right. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I think they, on paper, they 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 are probably number one for me. Um, all right, who's number three? Denver Nuggets. Nuggets? Yeah, they're. Yeah, they they got a really strong squad. If Jamal Murray, he, I mean, he went out pretty late in the season this year, so he's probably still, he's probably not going to play until like late. Winter, I think. Jamal Murray oh. recovery. Oh, oh. Hmm. Okay. Um okay. Let me retract that. Let me move Nuggets down to number four and the Warriors. Yeah. I'll, you know what? Uh, I I I'll, I'm gonna put the war like I mean, hold up. Are, is Clay Thompson back? He's not back. He's he's he'll probably be back be back next year. I don't think he'll be back this year. Well, never Some point mind. Next I, was, I was gonna put Warriors at number three, but without Clay, man, I think they'll make the playoffs. That's that's, that's all I can do for the Warriors. All right. So wait, you said three is Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets still okay, and then four is Warriors. Uh, no, Utah Jazz. Oh, Utah Jazz. Yeah, we forgot about. Did they make any? Any roster changes? Utah Jazz. Um, not that I know of. No. Off season. The Utah Jazz got a lot better this NBA offseason. Really? Tell me why. I forgot who they got. Okay, they. Yeah, I think they extended Mike Connolly, who was kind of a no show. Um, I think he was injured in the playoffs. Okay, man. Okay. I almost said Terrence Mann, but no, Terrence Mann is like that good bench player from the Clippers. There's a different person from the from the Jazz that's like a bench player, and he comes off the bench and does really well. I can't remember who it is though. Uh, um, oh, I, it's killing me that I can't remember his name. Maybe you can help me out. He's got he's got dreads, and I think he wears a headband. Um. No. Oh. Is he like French? Um, he may or may not be. I'm not quite sure about that. Well, the French guy they have is Rudy Gobert. Oh, oh, they got Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. That's new. Uh, Okay. Um, it's not. It's not him that I'm referring to. (gasps) Okay. Uh, I think I. Okay. Um, Clarkson. Oh, Jordan Clarkson. He's he's been he's been on the squad. Yeah, but I mean, this dude is like pretty good. Maybe yeah, he's he okay. Maybe he doesn't come off the bench. That's you. He, he was six man. He he does come off the bench. He was the six man of the year last last. Season. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like with Jordan Clarkson, like he's good. The Jazz yeah. will do well this season because you know they got they got Donovan Mitchell, they got Rudy Gobert, who I think is a little overrated, but yeah, whatever. But Jordan Clarkson, man, like. This dude could be the starting point guard of a team if he chose to leave. Yeah, they – I mean, he. I think he's he's really good for them off the bench. He provides a lot of 
scoring aggressive energy. Um, you got yeah that, and you got Rudy Gay, Joel Ingles, Mike Conley, like you said. <clears throat> like they, yeah. and oh, and the and the they've got the um, he's he's veteran ish, but uh, Rudy Gay. Um, okay, yeah, him too. But this dude was actually drafted by the Suns way back in the day. Bo uh, Bogdanovich. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a great three point shooter. I think he was drafted by the Suns. It was either him or Dragic. No, I can't remember. He was drafted by Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So it was Dragic that was drafted by the Suns. Yeah, Dragic was the Suns. He was on the Heat, I think, right? Dragic? Is he still on the Heat? I think he left, actually. Let me look that up. Or is he on Toronto now? I think he might have been traded to Toronto. Um, Oh, yeah, he's on Toronto right now. Yeah. Oh, he's old. He's old. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This dude was definitely drafted by the Suns in the mid two thousands. He's old. Oh, Dragic <laughs> can still give you. He still give you double digit points. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the East in a second, but I don't expect the. All right. So Utah Jazz is fifth, fourth, uh, fourth. fourth, fourth. Wait, I thought you fifth. said Denver's fourth. Um, I I was gonna say that if Clay Thompson was playing, but no. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, so Denver is three. Jazz um, is four. Five. Who's five? Bit of, hot, bit of a hot take, but this is a team that I think is going to have a really good season this year. The Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, oh, that's a pretty good take. Okay. The Memphis here's, Grizzlies. Okay. Well, here's why. First of all, John ja Moran is like, he's like another, he's like another Derrick Rose. If you put more, uh, if you invested more points into his like style. Hmm. Like he, like this dude is just low key, like ridiculous and extremely athletic. Like I, like this dude's really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, John Morant, he's like a better slow. He's like not as fast as Westbrook, but he's more controlled and just a better decision maker. And he's so stylish. He's so stylish with all his moves, man. Like he's, he's so fun to watch. Yeah, he he just he just has that like. It feels like he has that like veteran. It's kind of similar to Trey Young. Like he just yeah, has that control. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Feel for the game. Mm-hmm. Here's who. who here's who else you have. You have a. Uh, you got Jarrett Culver, uh, coming off the bench to kind of give him a break whenever he needs to. Jarrett Culver ain't bad. He's a bench mm-hmm. player. He'll do all right. But here's the thing. And I can't – I was really looking forward to saying this for the cast, but if you look at all the ages of the players on the Suns team, they're all under 30. Wait, you mean the Grizzlies? I, who did I just say? You said the Suns. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like the Suns. Sorry, I'm a little drunk. Uh, no, every player on the, on the Grizzlies is under age 30. Like, their oldest player is – this is a new addition to their team this year. And he's this guy and he's Steven Adams, Steven Adams. Like I love Steven Adams, man. He's the strongest player in the NBA and he's just that dude who will get you rebounds and he will get your team second chance. Wait a minute. Steven Adams is only 28 years old. Yeah. He's young, dude. What? Like he's young. 
like he's young and like for a while he's been like pound for pound the strongest player in the NBA. I could have sworn. Oh, he wasn't in the finals when they went to the finals, right? Uh, no, nah, he never made it to the finals. No, the best he, he was... did was uh, 2016 when they got to the conference finals. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. It, it just feels like he's been a part of OKC for forever. But OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's great. He's a he's a good like defensive paint presence type dude yeah he's he's like another type of ben wallace player where he's like you just got this dude who's big and strong who gets rebounds and gets your team second chance opportunities to score yeah and is just overall like good for your team's vibes you know yeah they also have uh jaron jackson jr who's like a double digit he's, he's like a nice slasher type player um yeah exactly I think yeah, the, the the Grizzlies have a nice squad, and Dylan Brooks is a great, great point guard. I was about to mention him next. Uh, Dylan Brooks at the small forward position, reliable second scoring option. Oh, he's a he's a small forward. I thought he was a point guard. Who's there? Oh, point I'm thinking of uh, Jones. Tyus Jones, maybe. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, I don't know their squad that well, outside of John Morant, Jaron Jackson yeah, Jr. I, but. Tyus Jones is another backup point guard to give jaw a break, but the dude was a Duke Blue Devil. Tyus Jones? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, I remember watching the playoffs, and this guy was was pretty pretty good for them. Yeah, um, for some for some reason, Memphis has a lot of point guards when they have like their best player as a point guard. But overall, they have a young team that has uh like they're gonna do good this season. They're not gonna necessarily win win the whole thing, but yeah. Like, with a squad like this, with guys in their early and mid twenties, like you, yeah. you can definitely grow this squad into a contender. Yeah, the, this kind of team, like they it come, they come out of nowhere. Like just like young, athletic, can just like run you off the court. Um, I would be pretty. It would be pretty interesting. And I would want to see this. I, w- I would like to see the Lakers play the, the Grizzlies in the playoffs. I would. I think that would be a bad matchup for the Lakers um, Ooh, with all these no. young guys. Nice. No, oh, you know who they picked this year for the draft? Who? Uh, it was uh, Zaire Williams. Oh, okay. This guy. Yeah, I saw some clips of him. He looks. He looks pretty good. Is he a center? What is he? No, he's a he's a guard. Oh, he's a guard. Okay. Yeah, he was a he was a lottery pick, right? Yep. Okay. So, oh, he's tenth pick overall. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, man, they they're just young and athletic. I think. Um, yeah, and Jaw makes some noise. Like, yeah, no, yeah, Jaw. He'll he might he could potentially be an MVP candidate, like if not this year, then in a couple of years. So. That's kind of like that's kind of the that's kind of the team I've got to shake things up in the Western Conference this year and be like the dark horse competitors, the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And I will I will slide them into this bracket of mine at number five. All right. So, so okay. It, so let, 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 let's let's uh, recap. So you got you got the Suns number one, the Lakers number two, the Nuggets, Nuggets number three. The Jazz four and the Grizzlies five, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh wow, where are the Warriors? Damn. 
Well, I mean, without Clay, man, like, like, like you need you need the other half of the Splash Bros, man. You just you you just have to. Yeah, no, no, I can see that. Like, but when I do think... get him back. Whew, watch out. Oh, I agree. Number six, six seed will be the Mavericks. You you're gonna put the Mavericks over the Warriors? Yes, yes, dude. The Warriors, the Warriors. <laughs> don't worry, I'm gonna mention the Warriors in just a second. Uh, seventh seed Portland Trailblazers. Wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 talk about the Mavericks real quick. Okay, they did they make any moves? I feel like they did. They did jack shit. This they did. Yeah, let's see. You know what? Hmm. All right. They they still got. It's gonna Ting, be. They still got Tingus Pingus. They got Luca. They course. got that's well. That's why. That's because they still got Luca. Uh. I think they got a new coach, Jason Kidd. That's right. That's the big yeah. shakeup. Yeah. And and then the seventh seed Blazers have Chauncey Billups as their coach now. Right. But I don't – I think the Blazers – I think they're going to be worse this year, to be honest. Uh, yeah. They'll, they'll go from the sixth seed in the playoffs to the seventh seed, and then that'll be Damian Lillard's last draw before he goes and joins. I think he's gone, dude. I think – I don't know. Yeah, he's probably out of there. <laughs> probably. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But then, uh, yeah, dude, I was about to put – I was thinking about putting the Warriors at my sixth seed, but with – but I was like, you know – at least the Mavericks and the play and the Blazers have been making the playoffs. So I'll, I'll slide the Warriors in at number eight. All right. So, okay. So you got Mavericks six, Blazers seven, and Warriors eight. You have the Blazers over the Warriors. Damn. Well, I mean, they were, they did make the playoffs and the Warriors didn't. That's fair. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, yep. So that's my, that's, that's my Western Conference bracket. So All what's, right. Yeah. So tell me, tell me yours now. All right, right. I, I got, I got the Lakers number one. Ooh. Um, I don't want them to be, but I think, uh, I think just on paper they just got, just, they, they just got the talent. Oh, I, I, they got a safe stack. pick. Oh, on paper they got a super team, man. Like, just did, did you see how many Hall of Famers? Like how, how many all-star appearances between all oh. those guys? Like oh oh oh, should we count them? Let's see. What like LeBron, AD, Westbrook, Carmelo, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, Trevor Ariza. Yeah, dude, your team is like one of the most stacked teams in history. Like, like if you just Google Lakers roster, first is LeBron. Then you like, got Westbrook, oh. then you got Carmelo, then you got Anthony Davis, then you got Dwight Howard. Okay, like, then you got I, DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> dude, Gosh, I literally I showed you that roster on my phone like a few weeks ago when we were at G's house, along with like the salaries of each one's cost. And I'm just showing you that going, how can they afford to pay all these guys? It's because Lakers tickets are super expensive or the Lakers just have money in the bank, but. Wow, I mean, they're. I feel like they are definitely over the salary cap, um, but they did get guys to take like veteran minimums and shit. Um, yeah, damn, yeah, this roster, it's it's stacked as hell. I, I I'm not gonna bet against this roster, but yeah, that that's my number one. 
uh, barring injuries, this might change. Um, and number two, I'll put the Warriors. I think the Warriors are going to be the second best team in the West, if not the first. You, you, heard, I, it I, here, you heard it here first. <laughs> first of all, if they can be the second seed without Clay Thompson, that's impressive as fuck. Well, I, I just know Clay Thompson's coming back, like at some point, like eventually. Um, and he's gonna come back sooner than later because he got injured like November of last year. So, like it's been, it's been almost a year. I think that's enough time for, uh, was it Achilles or ACL tear, to fully heal, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they just have more, uh, what's the word, like continuity. They just have gotten better as a squad. Like they've played one or the, uh, yeah, one, one or two full seasons together. Probably one. Cause I think 2020 Steph was injured. So uh-huh. I think they're just, they're just going to be better because of chemistry and everything. Um, Fair enough. And uh, yeah. So that's my number two pick. Uh, and yeah, and they have something to prove. I think they're still pretty hungry uh, to prove some, you know, they're they're a good team. Number three, I'll put the Suns. Yeah, I'll put the Suns just out of respect for their finals appearance, and um, you know they got everyone back for the most part, and they added some some. Uh, some key pieces, some nice pieces, actually, like uh, Landry Shamit, who was basically kind of like a nice um, nice player off the bench for Brooklyn, kind of like a like an extra. Like, he, like they didn't really need him because um, they had, <laughs> like, a lot of guys who could get their own shot. Uh-huh. And so uh, I guess they, yeah, they were okay with – letting him go um but Landry yeah. Shamit's great he's he's young oh. he's 24 he's he can shoot the three and oh pretty good forget. defensive player oh don't forget about JaVale man JaVale McGee yeah he can get your rebounds he can be that big body in the paint when uh DeAndre is out uh they still have Sarge right Sarge is not gonna play this year what kind of injury did he have I think it was I can't remember. I think it was something to the knee, though. Oh shit! All right. Well, I mean, Javale's not like like a great rebounder, but Javale's defense is not great at all. It's just he's a he's a guy to give DeAndre DeAndre Ayton a break. You know? Yeah. That bet. That's basically it. I, I like with with Dario. Like Frank Kaminsky is not great. So. Mm-hmm. You like without Dario Saric to to give uh, DeAndre Ayton some rest time. It was a hopeless matchup against the Bucks, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like DeAndre Ayton either has to play exhausted, or you know, you take him out of the game and go with Jay Crowder and Mikkel Bridges as your biggest players, and that just didn't work out. Yeah, I think um, also Cam Johnson. I expect him to take a step forward. I, should, I agree. He should take a step forward. Uh, I think he was a he has a lot of promise. So, yeah, the Suns number three, 
Uh, number four, I'll go with the Nuggets, even okay. without Murray. Um, oh, correction. He tore his uh, right ACL in the – Who's hard? Yeah, he played for like 10 seconds in that game before he got oh, hurt. Okay, well, maybe he'll be back by the playoffs. And he doesn't need to – he's not like a super key part of the rotation. So maybe he can just come in and give some rest time to, to Aiden. The question for the Suns really is like, is Aiden cool with this whole extension thing? Like, Yeah. Uh, I, I hope he comes back for the playoffs, but right now he's ruled out for an indefinite amount of time. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, yeah, so four is the Nuggets. Like I've said, I, I thought they were the best team in the West with Murray. Um, Murray's injured, and he's, his timeline, I'm not sure about his timeline, but it's probably later rather than sooner. But once they get Murray back, man, that, that lineup is just nuts. Like, Jokic, yeah. Murray, Gordon, MPG, MPJ. Um, yeah. Who else is they? They got someone else. Oh, oh, someone else went down uh, last season who was a key part of their roster also. Uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Will Barton. That's it. Will Barton, another 3 and D type player. Uh, oh, they got Jeff Green. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay, actually... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him at four, but this could push him to three. Um, so they got Jeff Green. Forgot about that. The, uh, you know, you know Jeff Green, right? Brooklyn. Yes. He's a little old, but yeah. He's, he's a, like uh, he was like Brooklyn's a, fifth best player. Yeah, he's a he's like he's a good little role player, you know. Uh yeah. I mean, he's. Dude, he's solid, dude. He he's a really good three point shooter, really good defensive player. I mean, he averages double digit points. Um, I mean, as their fifth, fourth guy, I think that's that's great. Uh, and if yeah. if Michael Thanks. Porter Jr. can like level up this season, I man, I think I think that that they're going to be really deadly. Um, yeah, I, that would be great if the Nuggets played well. I hope they can do it. Uh, so yeah, he, so let's say, uh, so nuggets are four fifth. I'll go with the jazz. I think, okay. you know, they got that, like, uh, I don't think it was like luck. You know, I think they, they were like two seasons ago, uh, like during the bubble, they, they were pretty much like, it, it, it could have been either the Jazz or the Nuggets who made it to the, was it the the, the semis or yeah the, the conference semis, because like mm-hmm. it, it went down to like game seven and both Murray and and Mitchell like just went off, and you know the Nuggets just happened to win, but right. I think the Jazz were pretty evenly matched with the Nuggets at that point. So I I think the Jazz, they they have all their pieces, um, have good coaching, you know play good ball i think they're, they're going to be in the mix as well yeah jazz are, jazz are a good team and donovan mitchell's uh i know last year he kind of got slowed down by a little injury but you know what he'll do he'll be all right he didn't 
He he got injured in the playoffs too, but he it wasn't anything super serious, right? Well, the the injury that led to extended absence was before, was like right before the playoffs. Oh, right before the playoffs. Oof, okay. Like he missed a game one against uh, the Grizzlies, which is the only game they won. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then once back. Donovan. And then once Donovan Mitchell came back and was scoring 30 points a game, there was uh, really nothing the Grizzlies could do to stop that from happening. And then the Clippers kind of got lucky because Mitchell, I think like he wasn't himself. He was playing kind of injured the last game, maybe the last two games of that series. But yeah, if Mitchell comes back healthy, like he's been improving every year. Uh, He averaged 24 uh, for the season in, two, in 20, 2020, and then 26 for this season. So he, he can up those numbers. Um, I think he's just going to be able to carry the Jazz uh, in the playoffs. So, yeah, you have the Jazz at number, I think I'm on five. I forget. No, it's five. Five. Okay, yeah, yeah five. Yeah, yeah, you got Lakers, uh, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, and now Jazz. Okay. So All right. The, the bottom three of the bracket now. Um, man, where to put the Clippers? Uh, I think the Clippers, even without, okay, I guess we'll see, but I think the Clippers are still a better team than the Blazers, even without Kawhi, to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, the Blazers are just, it's just Damian Lillard. <laughs> yep. It's, it's literally just Damian Lillard. Uh, so, Man, like it, I, I don't know. For for some reason, I think the Blazers are just not going to be good this year. I think Lillard is just kind of tapped out. Uh, he it seemed like he gave his all. Uh, dang it, dang it, dude! I hate to say it, but and I hope you're not right, but I think you might be. Like I think I think you might be, dude. You you might be right about like that. did you if you saw like the interviews with him after the losses to to the nuggets like in the playoffs he just seemed so defeated like he just put it all out there and especially that one game where like he put up like fucking like like i don't know it was like close to 60 points he made like back to back to back clutch three pointers in overtime and to have it all fucking ruined by cj mcconnell stepping on the foul line or stepping out of bounds like on the pass like he just seemed like just like fuck my life <laughs> in his in the interview dude so i don't know i, I don't yeah, think he's... you know what i i put them as my number seven but shoot you you i think you might be right i, I think they might sneak in there as an eighth seed but I don't, i'm not gonna put them that high uh so yeah i think i'm gonna put the clippers even without Kawhi. i think maybe he'll come back at some as point in the season oh, uh, so you're a six seed that's Okay, that's that's actually not bad because they still got Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, Reggie Jackson. Like, don't forget, they uh, – I mean, like, they, they lost Rondo, but Rondo wasn't doing much for them. But they, they still – they beat the Jazz, and they got a couple games on the Suns without Kawhi. Uh, so I think they, they still got a solid squad. And Paul George, yeah. he, he seems like he, he, he he's out to prove something after – his performance in the playoffs like he did well and now Kawhi's out I think now Paul George it's like this is my team I gotta lead these guys to the playoffs I think he'll he'll step it up this season 
Okay. Um, so yeah, Clippers at six and seven. This is when we're getting in the weeds here. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Grizzlies. I think they are, they're a nice squad. John Morant, you know, he's, he's young. He's, he's going to improve this year. He's going to level up, uh, take the next step, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so yeah, I think they're, they're a good squad. I'm going to put them at seven, eight. Uh, all right. Well, we got the Blazers or the Mavs. I think I'm going to go with the Mavs because Luca, I think he, uh, he signed his extension, right? If I'm not wrong. Uh, Luka Doncic extension. I, I believe he finished. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they, they gave him the super max. I think he signed it. So I think he's um. He's just like, he's just comfortable. He's there's no like, kind of off court pressures or anything. Uh, and then Porzingis, I don't know. I feel like he's he's still a good player. He just has to. I, I think I, he, I, he, I think he really played his best years as a as a New York Nick. Yeah. But since the injury, he's not really been all that great. Right. I I, I think I'm gonna give Jason Kidd some credit. I think because he I'm not gonna say he made Giannis exactly what he is, but he kind of started the fires of what is now like the burning flame that is Giannis. Uh, and I think um, Jason Kidd might, he might have something up his sleeve in, in, in Dallas this year. So yeah, Mavericks at eight. And. Oh. All right. So, <clears throat> so to recap, I've my, my top eight are the Suns, Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Blazers, and Warriors, and your top eight are the Lakers, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, Jazz, Clippers, Grizzlies, and the Mavericks. Okay. A couple All right. differences. All right, East Coast. Now we're heading out East, and we have to address the elephant in the room. Now I'm going to talk about Draymond Green, because Draymond Green, I think, was right on the money when it came to his teammates. Uh-huh teammate Andrew Wiggins and it pretty much was the same thing Chris Paul said when in an, in, in an interview with Stephen A. Smith when he brought up Kyrie where it's just like dude it's it's like we it's all just it's it's just all a political spectacle man the whole vaccine status it's like the entire league played all of last year without it. And mm-hmm. nobody, like nobody was social distancing or wearing masks on the court. So now the fact that people are expressing all these stupid emotions over who gets, who, who, who doesn't want to be vaccinated. It's, it's, it's all a spectacle, man. In fact, here's what I think. I don't actually, it's not even what I think. It's kind of just one of those things where I kind of know it. I don't know it for a fact, but I just know that there are a lot more players in the NBA who aren't haven't gotten the shot and they just aren't going public about it. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah. they don't want the negative press. And it's like, you guys are filthy rich. You could probably just get sham vax cards. Yeah, I... I uh... I'm going to put something in the chat just for you that I don't I, I... want to see on the cast. Because <laughs> I, I don't want this to be one we have to delete because I don't want, you know, potentially the wrong people to hear it and get butt. <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched Kyrie Irving's, uh, it was on Twitter, I guess he did like an Instagram live or something, um, but uh, he was saying something like basically, like how, I think basically alluding to what you're saying, but how like they're just uh, so focused on him for some reason, and uh, I don't know yeah. why, like they just kind of hate Kyrie, and I, I don't know, maybe it just generates clicks because you know it's Kyrie and then he plays on Brooklyn who's kind of the prohibited favorites to win the championship and they just want to kind of stir up some drama but um yeah I I, I think that you know the the vaccine stuff it, it's kind of funny because it's like it's a very weird specific rule like because he's like an employee of like a sports gym or some shit like it's like a sports activity type category um he has to be vaccinated but then other players visiting players don't have to be vaccinated like that that shit just like kind of doesn't make any sense it, um, yeah and, and yeah exactly it's all just a political spectacle kind of like how who who stands and who sits during the national anthem a few years ago it's like you know, this would all just go away if you guys would just shut up about it. No one would care if everyone shut up about it. It's but funny because, no, like, the, 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 media, the... But the media wants a, media wants a headline, dude. I think, like, uh, the Texas governor, it's like, it's like the complete opposite. It's like no organization can enforce their vaccine mandates in Texas. Uh, so it's like the complete opposite. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, but it, like if you listen to interviews with people like Draymond Green and Chris Paul, it's just like, or basically anyone who's not a media conglomerate, mm-hmm. media conglomerate, media person like you know Shaquille O'Neal, you know one of those commentators that's on the new like on the media, you know, everyone's just like whatever, dude. It's a matter of choice. He can make his own choice. You mm-hmm. know, we're all adults. This is their like this is their bodies they're dealing with everyone can make their own choice everyone should be allowed to make their own choice and that's pretty much what they all say but draymond green he he kind of like he went off off on i don't want to say he went off on the reporter but he 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 talked about it for like about five good minutes where he's just like it's a little weird that you media people are pushing this shit so hard (laughs) yeah he kind of was uh Kind of hinting at something maybe yeah he know, was just like push, pushing like, the it's pushing like the envelope yeah he's just like we need to go back to like people asking about your medical history medical status is a little bit weird we need to go back to the days where actually where i work now your vac status is considered like personal and private protected information yeah so that's like um like if someone asks you can just hit them with the yo you that's none of your business yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's like that's definitely in america that's definitely true in 
in Japan, it's not so. It, it's not kind so of a much. stigma. It's kind of a stigma where it's like people who are vaxxed have to flex that they're vaccinated. And it's annoying, like, because, like, like in the U.S., like, if I take a sick day, I can just be like, yeah, I'm taking a sick day. But here, I I feel like I got to say what I'm doing. Like, people kind of share what's going on, and I'm not comfortable with it. Or, like, like they ask about it. Like, my boss will ask, like, oh, oh. what's wrong? Like, wait, what are you, what are you going for? I'm like, oh, it's, it's none of your business. Like, <laughs> but, uh say you have stomach problems because if you say you have like oh like anything that relates to a covid symptom then yeah they'll be like oh, oh, corona but if you say you have stomach problems it's like oh food poisoning or oh like like you know you ate something bad yeah well well not only that like i mean yeah the corona stuff but like back then i mean the, the reason that's in the u.s because is because i mean it's there for a reason like the the privacy thing the the, the health stuff it's because like as a company, I think they they can't fire you based on like medical conditions. So mm-hmm. I think it kind of goes both ways. Uh, let's say like you say like yo oh yeah I'm going because I I don't know like I have some some kind of degenerative brain disorder or some shit like they could and the company is like oh shit like if they know about it okay so it from the client uh, the employee's perspective. Now you've told the company, the company knows about it. And now for any reason, if they fire you, you can just go back and be like, hey, you fired me because of uh, discrimination against like my medical condition because you felt like I wouldn't be able to perform my my duties because of my condition. Um, so th- th- this is what my boss at a, uh, my old company told me, basically, is why they have like these kind of laws um, where a company can't ask you like about private health stuff. Uh, so companies mm-hmm. also yeah. don't want to know because they also want to be able to just fire you like, and not yeah. have to deal with like you suing their ass and shit. Got them. Uh, but yeah, back to the NBA. I mean, uh, yeah, I think like this COVID stuff has kind of like had people like, like kind of traversing the system, like just things like, you know, if you, if you look at it as like a, like a flu or any other type of kind of uh, disease or something that you get a vaccine for, you, you, you don't, we, we're not seeing the same thing. Um, like you need to have a, a polio vaccine or something to, to work here or there. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 I can see like both sides of it, but I think uh, Kyrie, and the Brooklyn stuff, I think that's really just to generate clicks, and because you know they're the the, the super team in the East. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Plus, it's like Kyrie is already kind of a dickheaded player. Like he's like, already kind of like a loony guy, so it's like it kind of fits with his story. Like, oh yeah, he's a flat earther. I, he, I said, uh, yeah, I said that last year where it, I I said you know what the Nets are better off without Kyrie Irving with him doing these little spiritual journey trips where it's he's gonna miss games because of bullshit now he's gonna miss games because he doesn't have the shot and he can't play at home games so the nets are like oof well we've got to play half our season without him now okay i'll say this i i think i think james harden's better in the regular season but and i think Kyrie's better in the postseason uh so like Kyrie's one of the most clutch players i've ever seen 
So I think if it, they they do want him, uh, at some point to come back, and they they shouldn't just like let him go for for nothing. Uh, they should try to trade him for some some defense. Some I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they got rid of DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I don't know why. I guess maybe he's he's trash. I haven't really been paying attention, but they they. They didn't pick up any any size, I want to say. I mean, Blake Griffin. If you got like old ass Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge as your defensive paint anchors, uh, I think they're going to be in trouble. Uh, I don't think they're going to they're do gonna... so well against like Giannis and, and young centers like Bam Adebayo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're like. With or without Kyrie, I was not putting the Nets at the top of my list. I like I I love Steve Nash. I would have loved I I really would have loved it if he would have gotten his ring in Brooklyn. But man, too much going on with Brooklyn right now. All right, I don't get there. So let's hear it. Let's hear the seating in the East. yeah exactly number one, number one, Miami Heat. Okay. Like Miami Heat, it's like, you know, with the addition of P.J. Tucker and Kyle Lowry to this already loaded squad, they'll be all right. They will be a good team to watch this year. Okay. All right, number two. Number two, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you got to put them there. Yeah, absolutely. Defending champions. (laughs) Like Giannis, like Giannis isn't getting any worse, and neither is Middleton. So, and you still got you know Brooke Lopez, best defensive player in the league, Drew Holiday. Yeah, I said it, best defensive player. Sorry, okay. I guess I guess we have to distinguish between best paint defender and best on ball defender. He's the best on ball defender. I, yeah, I can I can get behind that because I, I think the best defender is like. I think AD is still like healthy. AD is like just disgusting in defense. He's so scary. Like I've seen him like lock down Devin Booker on like from the three point line. So <laughs> I, 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 I had some stuff to say about AD last season when people were comparing him to Tim Duncan, but I still think AD. Yeah, you're right. I would, I would have put him as a good paint defender. Absolutely. But back to the East. Yeah. Number like, Heat Bucks number number three. I mean, the Nets still have uh, the best player in the league, Kevin Durant, yep. and James Harden, Blake Griffin. Uh, I, I, a guy I really grew to like last season, Claxton. Oh yeah, Claxton. He has he been playing? I feel like he hasn't been playing that much. I don't know why. Uh, but I feel like it. Like some other guys have seen like the rotation more than he has. I don't. Claxton was like a really good defensive player. I wonder why he hasn't. Let me just double check. I feel like he hasn't played. Oh that sure, much. sure, go for it. Uh, scores. Let's see. Oh yeah, they lost to the Seventy Sixers. Damn. Oh, we're gonna talk about the Seventy Sixers in a minute too, because. <laughs> We're addressing all the elephants in the room today. Yeah, Claxton did not play. What the fuck? I don't know what the... What is Steve Nash thinking? He's... he's. 
I mean, D'Antoni's gone. He's not there anymore. But maybe Nash is still going with the small ball lineup. Like, like yeah. their their paint dude is Blake Griffin. <laughs> That's who they're relying on for. Oh, they have Paul Millsap. Is that Paul Millsap? I forgot they got Paul Millsap. Uh, they still have Joe Harris, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they got Joe Harris. But yo, you know who's been really good for them? Um, the the rookie, uh, Cam Thomas. And Thomas, you know, the thing is rookies, rookies will have an amazing preseason and then like never play in the regular you're season. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I will see. Uh, I, yeah, I still think they're struggling in the size department and I mean, I, with like Marcus Aldrich, you know, he's, he's big, but the thing is he's a, he's a little, he's, he's not exactly a spring chicken, you know, he's 36. He's kind of getting old. Yeah, dude. Like, who's getting their rebounds? Like, KD? Their biggest, unfortunately, their biggest (laughs) guys are going to be kind of old. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Millsap, uh, LaMarcus Aldrich, Blake Griffin. Like, your your biggest guys are all pretty old. Like, I don't think they had anyone to stop um, Joel Embiid in this game. Like, Joel Embiid just just ate them up uh oh, oh actually no what wait no this can't be right Joel Embiid had one rebound oh he played eight minutes okay no. it's the preseason all right. all right I didn't actually watch this game <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right so yeah with KD and Harden number three seed goes to the Nets all right, four, all right. four seed Atlanta Hawks, baby. Okay. Atlanta Hawks. I kind of was counting on the Hawks to lose to the Knicks and the Sixers last season, but the thing is, it's not just Trey Young on this team, man. It's you got a lot of young talent. Clint Capella was part of the starting five from the Houston Rockets during their almost championship runs in the in last decade <laughs> almost championship runs <laughs> yo if they were in the east they would they would be in the finals oh e- easily definitely like but for sure they just got walled by the Sixers, not the sixers by the warriors, warriors. like honestly though like those years the real comp the real nba finals was the rockets and the warriors let's be honest yeah no that's true oh dude <laughs> you know you know who the the hawks have that was really promising like towards the end of the the, the series with the bucks cam reddish he was cam uh Red- he's like a I think he was like a lottery pick yeah he was a lottery pick a couple years ago 10th overall pick and yeah it's kind of interesting to see like uh these young guys that were like just draft picks or like rookie rookies or sophomores like you know cam johnson like mm-hmm. these guys come in it's like dude it's like you know time to prove myself you know I, uh, my, my favorite guy in the playoffs, not my favorite guy in the playoffs, my favorite kind of uh, the, like a guy who I think made a big difference for this team. It was um, he was actually a clipper. It's it's a, it was Gallinari. Oh, yeah. Gallinari is nice. He's a nice yeah. shooter. Yeah, he and... was actually he was actually a clipper like with uh, Griffin and Paul, jo- uh, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And they have they also they have, have Bogdan. Yeah, Bogdan Bogdan. Bogdan Bogdanovich. That guy's great, too. Yes. Yeah, they, so they got Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, you know, from the Rockets. 
John Collins. Uh-huh. John Collins is a young future yeah. all-star, man. Like that dude. Yeah, he's great. That dude can ball. That dude yeah. can ball. That dude can that dude can get some sweet, sweet dunks. Kevin Herter, he's he's a that dude's a splash, bro. He's like a I feel I would compare him to uh, Duncan Robinson on the Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Oh wow, yeah, he, he he's a great three point shooter. Um, and you know who else they have? They have the LeBron, the the LeBron stopper, the LeBron. What's a good word like uh, hunter? They have they have the LeBron oh. killer. Are you, you talking know? about DeAndre Hunter? No, I'm talking about Solomon Hill. <laughs> The guy who took out LeBron. He took out LeBron's ankles. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, okay, I actually don't know what you're referring to. but if you... you know LeBron got injured last season, right? Well, yeah. That was him? That was him. Oh, damn. Like, I, I, I think he's more – like, is he their starting small forward? I don't think so. No, no, he's like uh, – No, because he's a like, bench player. Yeah, because um, I was gonna That's say he's in four. I was gonna say DeAndre Hunter's a, a like another good player they have, who's you know a good role player. But yeah, this this squad it's it's they like they're young, they're they play really well together, and of course with Trey Young as their floor general, I'm honestly kind of surprised I'm not putting them higher up on the on this list for you know what uh, yeah i think um yeah i think the Hawks, oh, one, they have a really good roster and one one more person i gotta mention sweet lou oh yeah six yeah. best six man of all time sweet lou williams dude i can't believe the rockets got rid of clint capella they're 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 fucking stupid like <laughs> they got rid of a lot of people they got rid of a guy who's given them double-digit rebounds and points. Like, man, they they lost their entire it's roster. Like a premium. Man. Feels like, uh, yeah. After after twenty twenty, they're just like, all right, GG's bro, Lamont. GG's bro, Lamont. We're starting over. Yeah, just lost everybody. We're gonna have a crap season, so we can hopefully get some draft picks. Dude, the Rockets—they got probably the best pick in the draft. In uh, what's his what's his name? Uh, Jalen Green. He's like I the wanna, number two pick. Is is he is Jalen Green the rookie of the year? Well, we don't know yet. He's a rookie. <laughs> but, um, if if that's your pick for rookie of the year, I'll tell you who I think it's going to be. Uh, he's my pick for rookie of the year. Uh, my pick for the rookie of the year, Kate Cunningham, Detroit Pistons. Oh yeah, of course. But you know what? He uh he said his goat is LeBron, so I'm I'm. So boo, no Cade Cunningham for me. Uh, and bad meanwhile, opi- bad opinion, good player. So uh, <laughs> okay. you, 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 you know what happens to players who 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 mold their game after LeBron, right? Like like Ben Simmons. Uh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Keep going, keep it. going. I, I get it. <laughs> so you, so you got you got Hawks at four. Uh, at at five, you know, Joel Embiid is still the first or second best center in the league. Yeah, 
him and Jokic. No, I, I, no, I got I to say Jokic is the best center because at least Jokic is like a point center. Uh, Joel Embiid is just a heavier Hakeem Olajuwon. Like Hakeem Olajuwon was a lot quicker on his feet, but mm. Joel Embiid, he, he has an out, Joel Embiid has an outside shot that you have to respect, and he's stronger. He's 30 pounds heavier than Hakeem Olajuwon was. Yeah. All, all that said, he's still on the Sixers along with a lot of the guys they had last year, like um, Tobias Harris and uh, this right now, but yeah, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, Seth Curry, uh, uh, I'm not really a big fan of Danny green. I don't think he's that great at all. Yeah. Me neither. He was, I, but not even. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad he was playing. No, sorry. Let me put it this way. <laughs> when uh, Dan- I know Danny Green sat out for a few games because of an injury or whatever, but I'm sitting there going, dude, I hope Danny Green plays. The Hawks will win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not. Sorry, I, mean, I, I he's sorry, living Danny. on that that like people that that per- uh, perception of him as like a knockdown three point shooter, which is just not yeah, true anymore. I, I mean, I like that Dan. I like that Danny Green has a has a tattoos of Deadshot and Bullseye because I cosplayed Bullseye one year at Comic-Con and I like Daredevil comics. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool tattoos, just not that good of a player. But yeah. when they work out whatever's going on with Ben Simmons, they will still be a pretty good team and they'll make the fifth. I, I'm, I'm putting them at my fifth seed. Yeah, not, not for sure. They're, they still got like, uh, I mean, they were in a number one seed in the East last year and they have Andre Drummond. Yeah, that's that's a guy. <laughs> so, I, I can't put them at number one again because the Hawks are going to have a good season. Nets and Bucks are still powerhouses, and the Heat are just my pick for the Eastern Conference in general. Right, right. Okay, so Sixers at was that six? No, Sixers at five. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Sixers at six sounds pretty good. Sixers at so, six. Sixers at six. I'm gonna put the Sixers at six. Sorry, Joel. You're Joel Embiid. You're a great player. It's just you know, y'all gotta work out whatever's going on. Yeah, there's too much shit going on. I I don't know if I could put them that high. All right, so, who's yeah. uh the, the fifth seed? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Bulls at fifth. Woo! Yeah, the Bulls. Because that's an, Okay, and here, like, okay, so the Bulls didn't make the playoffs at all last year. Feels bad, man. But this year, they've got DeMar DeRozan and uh, Alex Caruso to help out Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got they got a nice squad this year. Uh, I mean, they already made the trade for Nikola Vucevic last year, who was, like, the best player in Orlando. And they got Lonzo Ball. Yep, he's – I oh. think Lonzo, he's – I think he's in a good spot. Uh Okay, look, I, okay, I've always said Lonzo Ball is like a younger I, – I, I haven't always said this. I'm saying it now, though. Lonzo Ball is kind of like a younger – a younger – J.R. Smith. A younger J.R. Smith, Russell Westbrook, where sometimes I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's good, but maybe he'll be good for this Bulls squad? We'll see. He's – he's like <laughs> – I'm, I'm, fast. You know, like, he's, he's really fast. I'm, he can't. He, his shot is a lot better, though. I think he, he shot a lot better. I'm putting my faith in 
and Lonzo this year. I'm going to say, you know what? This is his chance to prove himself. So Bulls at number five, and then the Sixers at six. Right, right. Okay. So seven and eight. Now we're getting into the... This is hard. Okay, so this is kind of hard because... uh, These are like the sub-500 teams, possibly. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because I'm actually... This is another prediction of mine for the East. I think they're going to be the more dominant conference when compared to the West for a while. Mm. You know how for the last, like, for, like, a, like in Jordan's era and for a little, for several years before that, it was the East dominating because you had teams like the Celtics and the Pistons, but also, like, the Knicks and the Cavaliers and the Pacers mm-hmm. were all wicked good back then, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then after Jordan retired, it was all about the West. And then the East was the was the conference of mediocrity. Right. Now I think we're going to see a shift where the East is actually good again. I think so, too. And, and, that, kind of make, and that kind of makes it hard for me to pick the next two teams on this list. Because yeah. I really want to give in to my biases and pick the Pistons for one of them. But for uh-huh. now, I'm going to say the seventh seed goes to the New York Knicks. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, he, they, they, what's his face? Um, Randall stepped it up last year. I, I feel like he's probably going to keep that same amount of production. Uh, they still have Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's a good pick. I really want to give into my bias and say, Pistons this year because you know you got Kate Cunningham, you got Jeremy Grant, and you got Kelly Olynyk. You had me after uh, you missed me at with the Kelly Olynyk, but yeah, definitely. What's wrong with Kelly Olynyk? That dude has the same name as me. (laughs) He just doesn't move the needle that much. Uh, Wait, but Uh, I guess he's nice. Actually, he's, he's 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 pretty nice. But oh, what the fuck? He averaged 19 points in Houston. Oh, he played 27 games. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, yeah, he was pretty nice. Sorry, yeah, never mind. No, it's, it's oh, it's all good. Um, but shoot, I wish I could pick two teams for the seventh for the eighth seed. But hot take, I really think it could be the Charlotte Hornets. They have rookie last year's rookie of the year, Lamelo Ball. But then you've also got some good young, well, not young, like Gordon Hayward's not young, but Gordon Hayward was a Celtic. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward, and then they've, they've, they've got a good young squad. Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre Jr. Hey, another dude named Kelly. Um, Mason, <laughs> Mason Plumlee, who's kind of an okay center. He was a Duke Blue Devil, but he was also the Pistons center last year. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Terry Rozier who's, uh, uh, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I really wish I could have put, picked the Pistons for this list. And I still think Cade Cunningham will be Rookie of the Year. But that's my eighth pick. All right. That, that's, uh, that's a pretty solid list. I don't think mine's going to be that much different. But, uh, okay, let me, let me start off. Number one. You gotta go with the Bucks. They just won a championship off of Giannis's fifty-point performance. Uh, 
Uh, oh, the best thing about the game six is that he made his free throws. He made 17 free throws. He like, made, like, that's he, amazing. Like, man, like, dude, he, like, the fact that he made free throws in that game six to pretty much just, like, if he, did, if he didn't make those free throws, it might have turned out a little different. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, now nah, we're not going back to Phoenix. Let's just make these free throws and be done with it. I think, and he still seems pretty hungry. Like, I think he's got the right mentality for, like, GOAT kind of players. So, like, you know, like Giannis, he doesn't train. He doesn't want to be friends with other players, like star players in the league, because he just wants to just beat them. Uh, well, that, well, that and I've heard James Harden be like, all he does is drive to the basket and dunk. That takes no skill. And it's like. Yeah, I mean, like, they're okay. Like, all right, all right. Here, here's the thing with that. Like, I used to be of that mindset. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy has no skill, blah, blah, blah. But like, you, you, there's skill, and then there's also like heart and the mentality of it. Like, I, my only criticism of Giannis is I feel like he could just he could do whatever he wants in terms of just driving to the basket, and he will never be called for a charge. Well, that's like, okay. That, that's because he he's he, that the rules might change. <laughs> He could just body slam someone on the way to the basket and they won't call a charge on him. And I'm just like, what is like, I'm just like, what is wrong with this game? You know? So, so the rules have changed a bit. It would be interesting to see like how it's called now, how it's officiated, but there's been a lot of sweeping changes. Okay. We didn't talk about this at all. Holy shit. Like, I I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw like some of the tweets. That oh, the, the, oh yeah, the Trey Run Trey Young James Harden rules where it's like they kind of changed how fouls are called if when players are in the act of shooting, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like if that definitely impacts those guys, but I don't, I'm not sure if it'll impact Giannis, but it, it might. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, so we'll see. I think he he does a Euro step a lot. It's not like he's like LeBron where he just like lowers his shoulder and just like rams into people. Like he, Giannis actually like tries to avoid them. As he's driving to the basket, he like sidesteps them, like whereas LeBron just like just fucking rams them, like rams his shoulder into them. But anyway, so Giannis. Oh, they don't. They they they, they don't call fouls on LeBron. They, they don't call it on LeBron because he'll just. They, they, it's probably just fatigue. They know like if they call a foul, he'll just cry and like run up to them and scream in their face, and they're just like, all right, fuck it. I make this league all its money. How dare you? I, 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 I pay your salaries, fool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a Giannis and the Bucks, number one. Uh, I actually think they're going to be even better. And I think Giannis is going to win MVP. Book that. Um, I was kind of hoping Lillard would get his MVP, but. Lillard might- is never getting an MVP, bro. Like, you, might, you might be right. He might just be like, yo, fuck this shit. <laughs> Lillard, I like Lillard because he's got the right heart. Or, you know, he's got the kind of old school, like, mentality that, that I like in my players. But he's playing on a bad squad, and usually MVPs don't come from losing bad teams. Squad. Yeah, you're uh, right. So, yeah, Bucks number one. Number two, still going to go with Brooklyn. I think – uh I mean, they have more continuity, even without Kyrie. I think without Kyrie, like, as long as Harden and KD are okay and they got LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Blake Griffin, like, 
people forget Blake Griffin came in like halfway through the season, like last year. Uh, so like they have more continuity now. I think they're just, just going to be, have better chemistry and just be a better team. Uh, number three, and you forgot this. And, right. and I'm actually, I don't know if I'm going to put them three. All right. I'm going to hold off on them at three. I'm going to put the bulls at three, actually. Ooh, really? The bulls at three. I, I just think like, I don't know. They, they look pretty good in the preseason and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to make some noise. I think that no one's going to see them coming same way that no one saw like the jazz or sun's coming. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. The Eastern conference is going to have so many noisemakers in this league this year, bulls, heat, Hawks, Hornets. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, yeah, it's the East is taken over again, man. All right. So oh, I'm, calling, I'm calling it, man. Let me just, just double check this real quick. Uh, Hmm. All right. You know what? Yeah, I'll put the heat at four. Okay. I'll go ahead and put the heat at four. I think uh, Kyle Lowry is just like a championship kind of player, I guess, now that he's won a championship and he's playing with Jimmy Butler. I think those guys will get along just fine uh, for some reason. I think that's a pretty good match um, chemistry-wise. Uh, and, you know, they, they got all their pieces from – that finals run and added like PJ Tucker, who's a great on ball defender, not so great three point shooter these days. Like he, oh, not, not, not a great offensive player at all. He's just kind yeah. of a, he's just a role player really. Yeah. And, he, but, and uh, for his size, he's actually really strong. Like, dude, have you seen him? He's jacked, man. He's got like, he's got like LeBron James looking arms. Yeah. So strong, I, strong defender for sure. And they got um yeah they just got shooters they got Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson um they lost none which was a mistake I think they should have tried to keep that guy he's he's a, he's also a good three point shooter the Lakers have him now um Oof. and uh, yeah Bam Adebayo so yeah I think they they just have a nice squad um so that was four right yep that was four. Number five, I'm gonna put the Celtics. You forgot about the Celtics. Um, I actually didn't forget about them. And really, you don't think they're gonna make the playoffs? Sorry, man. I didn't what? Make the playoffs. You like, have the Hornets over the Celtics. Oh, this is spicy. Sorry. This is a spicy take. Sorry, man. I, I it's not that I don't like the Celtics because I do, and Jason Tatum is one of my favorite players in the league right now, but. They've lost too many pieces from those years where they were like, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm, who did they lose? Um, Gordon Hayward. He was like a no non-factor. He he got injured. About. You remember? He got injured uh, before, like when they made it all the way to the finals. I believe he was injured. Uh, I could be wrong, but. He 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 wasn't that much. He didn't make that much of an impact. And also, he's kind of like um, he was kind of he was kind of like third wheel, like as a small forward behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. 
So he I, wasn't I getting that much playing time. Okay, well, I guess that's true, but you know, you know who is a who was a Celtic that's a Hornet now is Tyler. Ter- I said Tyler Rozier. Terry. Yeah, Terry Rozier. He, yeah, I think they 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 replaced him with Kyrie, or was Kyrie replaced by him? I forget. But they they played at the same time, I think. But also Kyrie. That, that was. I don't really want to talk about Kyrie on the Celtics. Ah, uh, I remember. Okay, okay. So Kyrie not, went down with an injury, and then just, Terry Rozier stepped up and performed really well in as a replacement. And then that's when like everyone was like, "Oh yeah, you don't need, you don't even need Kyrie. You got Terry Rozier." And then Terry Rozier was like, "I like the next couple of seasons." And then you know he he got traded. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think. I mean, they still have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. Their core was really Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. And now they – I forget. They have Alf Horford. He he was on he was on their team originally. And then he left to go to, like, Philadelphia. But mm-hmm. I guess he's back. <laughs> he's back on the Celtics. So they, I think they have the same team that it's... went to the final uh, – to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, and they added uh, Dennis Schroeder, who – I know people like shit on him because he was on the Lakers, but dude, I think Dennis Schroeder is a great player and it's just because he was playing with LeBron that, you know, people basically the, 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 the LeBron fan agenda is just to label everyone that LeBron plays with as trash. If he loses, got to build up their, uh, their, their, their God, you know? So Dennis Schroeder is like, just, just a solid. He's fast. He can get into the paint. He can score. Like he's just, he's better than Terry Rozier, I'd say. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'd say Dennis Schroeder is better than Terry Rozier at this point. Okay. Oh. Um, so, okay. I, I, I have to admit, I must have, I must have forgot about the Celtics. So that, so I think that's an upgrade over whoever their point I, guard is. A team that I hit. A team that I have historically liked, the Celtics, I completely forgot about. My bad. And, and they right. have a uh, th- dude, the Robert Williams. Like th- this dude grabbed like um, he had like what was it? Did he get to ten? He had like eight blocks, eight or nine blocks in a game versus Brooklyn. Oh, that's impressive as fuck. Uh, I feel it, it was something like that. It was something nuts. Like I, I'm not sure if it went double digits, but it. it it was like close to double digit blocks. So that's pretty okay. That's really cool. He's a solid center. Uh, yeah, Ennis Cantor, like he's, you know, he's the center that is like the journeyman center, like kind of B tier center. Um, and you yeah, have just, you know, they, they, they just have their, oh, yeah, Peyton Pritchard, solid three point shooter. Um, yeah, they, I think they just, you know, they were, what, like the... Seventh seed last year. They didn't do too well last year, yeah. I think... Uh, ah, they, they they have a new coach now. Who's the fucking coach? Uh, I don't know. Not off Because uh, Brad Stevens moved up to, to be a GM. Ah, okay. Ime Udoka. I don't know who this guy is, but... He's now their coach, and oh, he used to play for the Spurs. What? Okay. Yeah. 
Spurs were an e- <laughs> the Spurs so, were not on either of our lists. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I Bob. mean, uh, they're 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 trash now. I think. Uh, okay, so all right, so this guy comes from the pop tree, maybe I don't know, but yeah, yeah, he 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 was a, he was assistant coach for USA Basketball under Greg Popovich. Okay, yeah. So I think this guy knows what he's doing. Probably, um, he's he's from the Popovich coaching branch. Okay. I think the I think Celtics middle of the pack is probably appropriate for them. I I don't think they have the talent to compete with the other teams. But yeah, okay. So Celtics at five, and now oh I forgot about the Hawks. All right, yeah, Hawks. I'll put the Hawks at six. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, they're a great team. Uh, I think uh, people didn't really see them coming, but uh, I think now people are like, they're gonna game plan against Trey somehow. Uh, uh, the, well, the rules, the new rule, the new shooter fouling rule is rules. Yes. That's a great point. That's a great point. I think Trey Young is going to be visiting the foul line way less. The Devs have nerfed Trey Young (laughs) and and James got nerfed. (laughs) Yeah, dude, James Harden, dude, like that's like a lot of his offense. (laughs) If we're being honest, I guess we didn't Uh, consider that one very much. We didn't. We we didn't consider that for Brooklyn. Damn. All right. So still got, still got KD though. Still got KDs. All right. So Hawks at six. Uh, now we go down to the last two spots. All right. I'm gonna put the 76ers just because. Sixers yeah. at seven. They're great. Like they still got a solid team even without Ben. Um, and uh, yeah, once they get, I mean, if if they're they're not gonna like let Ben walk or I don't know what they're they're either gonna trade for like some really nice pieces that will make them even better. Or they're gonna get Ben and just be kind of like probably similar to what they were last year. Hopefully, probably worse, maybe a little bit worse because chemistry issues. I don't know. That's why I have them at seven. Probably. Uh, and then the last spot, I'm gonna give it to. This is a interesting one. I'm gonna give it to the Washington Wizards. The they, Wizards. They oh. got a lot of stuff from the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. People forget. They got um uh, they got Cal Kuzma. Yeah, I was going to say they that Kuzma's not on the Lakers anymore, so Yeah. He's on now. And Kuzma, dude, Kuzma was an amazing player. He was really good before LeBron got to <laughs> uh to the Lakers. I mean, even the first first year like when it was just like LeBron and him, like Kuzma was still a great player. But once Kuzma rotated to like a third option, and he's he's even said this in like interviews, like it's because his role just is always changing. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do. Like when LeBron and AD went out, like he basically had to be the guy. And then, you know, that's when he decided to kind of step it up and be aggressive. But when it's him with AD and LeBron on the floor, he was kind of lost. But now I think, he has a chance to be the second guy next to Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is really good. Yeah. Like, wasn't he on the cover of NBA 2K last year? I see NBA. 
I feel like he was on the cover of N- of NBA 2K. Uh, oh, 2K21. Is that him? No, that's Dame. And I don't know. I, I thought he was I, – I swear I've seen – I thought I saw him on the cover of, like, an NBA 2K. Uh, oh, maybe – no. No, I don't see anything. Uh, I'm looking at this one. Uh, that's John Wall. That's, ah, that's the other wizard <laughs> or ex-wizard. Yeah. I, I, I was, like, at the store once out in town. And, uh, yeah, I thought I saw Bradley Beal on the cover of NBA 2K. And I'm like, yeah, Bradley Beal's good. Okay, all I, right. I mean, the dude put up, like, 30 points a game last year, didn't he? Dude, yeah, Bradley Beal's amazing. Yeah, he was in, he was uh, right there with Steph Curry for scoring title. Um, and so, yeah, Bradley Beal is just – he's one of the best shooting guards in the league. Uh, let me just – Look up his stats because uh, you know you don't you don't hear about Bradley Beal as much, but he's just yeah he averaged thirty one points last year on almost fifty percent shooting. Jesus, I don't believe this. That's amazing. Like, dude, that's like MVP status right there. And then the year before that, he averaged thirty points. Like, yeah, he's just he's really okay. good. Okay, I can actually dig your picks of the. Of the Wizards and the Celtics. Let me, let me explain a little bit more. All right, so yeah, Kyle Kuzma, and they also got um, Montrez Harrell from the Lakers. Who? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so Montrez Harrell, dude. Again, like, I don't know what it is. He he was amazing on the Clippers. He was six man of the year candidate. No, did he win six man of the year? No, he won six man of the year. He was the six man of the year. In 2020, on the Clippers, and you know, he he was great. And then his 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 agent was Rich Paul, LeBron's buddy. Yeah, I was and gonna say the LeBron stand right there. Then they uh, they convinced him to not go after a lucrative offer elsewhere and sign for like a like a one or two year like mid level or like I don't know like a like a not as great of a contract with the Lakers and kind of, you know, doing the whole like Rich Paul shit where, Oh, you know, you play with LeBron, you play with the Lakers, you'll win a championship and then your value will go up and then you can get even a bigger contract, but it didn't pan out. And, um, he played, he didn't even get that many minutes. They, I don't think, uh, uh, Frank Vogel played him that much in the playoffs. I don't know why I thought he was great. Like defensively. And getting rebounds and stuff, uh, but so they have Montrezl Harrell. I think he's he's gonna have a resurgence. He's a great player, um, and they also got the Wizards. Also got in that deal, Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP, who's just an amazing three point shooter, like forty percent career three point shooter. So they got like a bunch of good stuff from the Lakers, and. Here's like the cherry on top. They signed, they were able to do a sign and trade and get Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets, who Whoa. I don't know if you remember, but Spencer Dinwiddie was like the best player on the Nets before it was like him and Karis Levert before like all the oh, yeah. super team stuff happened, like Kyrie and KD. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
He was on that losing squad. Well, not losing, but losing in the playoffs. So, okay. I wouldn't say he was the best player. He was a really good player on the Nets, though. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, they, they have a, a really good team, I think, for, you know, compared to last year. I think they have a better team. Um, so, eight is even, like, kind of – yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep him at eight. So yeah, that's my that's my, we, my seating. There's a diff, there's some disparities in our lists in terms of placement for the teams we do have in common, and like you know, I picked a few different teams from you, but honestly, these are both pretty good. Yeah, like the things I didn't consider about the uh, Celtics and the Wizards. Like, I mean, the Wizards acquired a lot of players from the Lakers in that trade. Um, so, so I the mean, Knicks. I, I think the Knicks, uh, yeah, they. D Rose and Julius Randle. I mean, I I love D Rose, man. I I I gotta I gotta root for my boy D Rose. Like I, they they they're a great story. I always want the Knicks to to be successful or to be winning because it just makes basketball better, more exciting. Yeah, MSG yeah. and Knicks fans, you know. Yeah, and you're a New Yorker, so. Like no one cares if. If the Hornets are winning, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, except for Michael Jordan. <laughs> true that. Uh, the the Hornets were a bit of a hot hot take type of a pick. I got to admit, but no, you got some young talent on that team. They might show up to play this year. Yeah, the uh, the mellow ball. I think, man, he's really good. He's super talented. Um, yeah, but overall, I really think that we're gonna see a shift where the Eastern Conference becomes. The more competitive conference, you know. Yeah, if uh, yeah, if things keep going the way they are, and all right, well, out west, yeah, I mean, Lakers, they're old. Let's say in a couple of years, that 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 kind of dissolves, and then Clippers, same thing. They're kind of getting old. Yeah, I think for the future, the West is really going to be the Suns with Booker, Nuggets, um, Jazz. Jazz, with, yeah. With uh, Mitchell. Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yeah, that I mean, those are some great teams. And then now East. Man, dude. The East I, has I, a lot of up-and-coming teams, you know? Dude, I want to like, see this, but, like, I, I think the Bucks are just going to run the East. Like. They they will. They w- I, I think the, the Bucks will have a good season again this year, but. You know, it's not like the Bucks are it, like. Remember the years where like the Cavs would just march all over the entire Eastern Conference. Yeah, because they were playing. There was like nobody, dude. It was like Victor they, Oladipo by himself, or like Kyle yeah. Lowry. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had like the Raptors, basically the Raptors or the Hawks, or the or the Celtics trying to like stand up to the Cavaliers and ultimately failing. Like, like back then, you had no MVP caliber players, like in the East, like, like straight up. Like, I, yeah. I would ask you to try to think about it. Like, do you remember <laughs> any MVP caliber players during the Cavs run? Uh, no, no, not not even one. No. Yeah, like, like I, I'm not even trying to be a hater here. Like, just, just try to it, think of an MVP caliber oh, player that was out there besides LeBron. No, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, they had good players out east, but they just didn't have, like, there was no, like, 
in the East, it's like no one in the right mind would have picked anyone other than the Cavaliers. I mean, I was picking the Celtics because I was a Celtics dude back then. I mean, I still am. I just, they're not that, I don't think they're that great anymore. Mm-hmm. Not until they, well, maybe they'll be good this year, like you said, but when the Celtics had Irving, I really thought that maybe they could have had a shot to go to the the finals, but Irving's injury and his bad leadership actually made other people on the Celtics step up, but they couldn't do it without him, you know? Oh, hey, <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm mentioning it, you know why I, I, I talk so much uh, shit about Kyrie Irving? It's because he kind of let the Celtics fandom down, dude. Oh yeah, he uh, he but said that he, he was gonna he, he was gonna stay or some shit, and then he left. He let, he let us down, man. Hey, he, so were you a Kyrie fan back then when he went to the Celtics? No, okay. no, not even a little. I was just like, oh, good, we got a good player. Cool. I I I was not a Kyrie Irving stand. I I was a Jason Tatum stand though. Hey, what what if the Suns got Kyrie Irving? Uh. I, how how do we that depends how do we acquire Kyrie do we let's trade? say you guys traded uh like Cam Johnson oh hell no don't we're not, <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're, not we're not trading anybody for Kyrie all right let's say you just traded uh, like all your draft picks like for like the next four years or something for Kyrie yeah not worth it okay all right what what if you what okay what if he like retired and then he like unretired and then he just joined your team i'm thinking of this scenario in my head uh it would be like one of those things where like you know how you're a laker fan but also you're happy when they lose because of lebron (laughs) Okay. <laughs> it would be like that. So wait, wait, you'd be happy if they lost? Uh, if Kyrie was happy. there? You know, in, 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 in back, back in college, in psychology, we learned about how people are like, it's a weird little phenomenon where people are like happy to see other people suffer sometimes. They feel like that other person deserves punishment. Uh, and it's the same thing in sports where it's like, if you hate a team, you enjoy watching them lose. Yeah, like yeah. for the longest time, I enjoyed watching like Kobe, Shaq, and the Lakers lose whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing with you and LeBron. And it's definitely the same thing with me and Kyrie Irving and Patrick Beverly. That's funny because like, like you're. I mean, you I, probably I, get more happy. You you probably get happy more often because Kyrie would, is always I losing. Would, I would be happy if Ky- if the Suns lost with Kyrie Irving, but I would not be happy because, you know, in this scenario, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and all the rest of the guys are still on that team. Right. Oh, shit. I forgot the Nets got, also got Patty Mills. Shit. Okay. Is Patty Mills that good, though? Yeah, dude, he led uh, Australia to the finals in the – Olympics. That's pretty oh. good. Oh, you know who else is Australian? It's Kyrie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he was born there, right? Um, you know what? I guess he was born in Melbourne, 
And I don't know why he played for the U.S. team a few years back, because I thought you had to play for your native country in the Olympics. Well, you can probably pick. I don't know if he's actually, like, Australian. He's just – he was just born there. Let me – I mean, I'm typing this in right now. Kyrie Douchebag Irving. Yeah, it says you like yeah, like I said, he was born. It says he was born in Melbourne. Oh shit, he's got he has Australian citizenship. Well, yeah, well, how about that? Yeah, how on earth did he not play for the Australian team? I don't know. You know, I have a soft spot for Kyrie because he's from New Jersey. Mm, okay, I, I'll I'll give you that one. But I don't have a soft spot for Kyrie because of it all goes back to him letting the, the Celtics fans down a few years back. I, just, I, I understand. And, I get and that. And just all the spiritual enlightenment journeys he gets himself into now where he ends up missing games. Right. So I'm like, yeah. man, you know what? Kyrie – he could have just flew under the radar with all this vaccine shit. And just, you know, if someone asks, reporter asks, you getting vaccinated? He could have just said, yeah, totally. And it would have been the end of the story, you know? Even if it wasn't, like, even even if he doesn't get vaccinated, all he has to do is just be like, yep, totally vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Or the vax card, good to go. And then... <laughs> This is not negative press for the team. The, the Nets don't have to be like, ooh, we got to play half our season without you now. Shame. Well, and no, did you, did you hear what happened? He, they're just not going to – he's not going to play with them, period. Um, what do you mean? Like, at all? Yeah, yeah. They decided to just um, – like, he, he's just not going to be part of the team until he gets vaccinated. Oh, okay. Well, like I said, if if all he all he had to do was just not make a big deal out of this, and then he could have played, and it would have been fine. Yeah. Well, it didn't happen. But instead, you, you got to attract all this negative press. You got to make a big fuss about it. I mean, of course, the media is going to make a big fuss about it. It's what they do. It's how they sell newspapers and get clicks on on the internet you know mm-hmm. all he had to do was just keep his mouth shut and he couldn't do that and now mm-hmm. the brooklyn nets have to pay the price for it so like yeah. i said I, I i i've i've always said it and i'm saying it again Kyrie is not good for your team yeah well unless he's shooting a three-point shot in the nba finals with that like the- a, a minute to go <laughs> That was the one good thing he did. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess that wraps it up. We we did it. We had a lot to talk about, even though the season hasn't started. And uh, looking forward to seeing how these our predictions here have uh, (laughs) or will play out. We we didn't have much to say about Ben Simmons other than Sixers got to work that shit out. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean. It is what it is. He, he doesn't want to be there. They don't got trades that they want. So whatever. Just, yeah, like you said, just they just got to work it out. They got to figure that shit out on their own. All right, man. We did it. All right. Well, 
thanks for coming on and uh thanks for having me dude it's good to be back and uh, once the season gets going we'll do another one of these episodes hell yeah brother can't wait